The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you all for virtually being here today. Special thank you uh, to City TV and uh, City IT uh, for making this event happen virtually. Uh, my name is Guadalupe Ayala, City of Lansing's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer at the uh, Human Relations and Community Services Department. I will be your host this afternoon. Uh, for our official welcome, I am pleased to introduce Kim Coleman, Director of the City of Lansing's Human Relations and Community Services Department. Kim, you're muted. Thank you. Yep, good. Thank you. Good afternoon, everybody. And welcome to the City of Lansing's 41st Annual Memorial Observance of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and our first virtual celebration honoring Dr. King's legacy of service. It is truly a pleasure for me to welcome all of you and to extend a special welcome to our mayor, Andy Shore and city council president, Peter Spadafore and attending council members. We want to acknowledge and welcome members of the Human Relations and Community Services Advisory Board and our keynote speaker, Reverend Dr. Melvin Jones and our program participants. We welcome and are excited for the opportunity to continue our partnership with co-host Alpha Phi Alpha Kappa Delta Lambda chapter and the Ingham County Bar Foundation. And lastly, we wanna welcome and congratulate our MLK Citizenship Award recipient who will be named and recognized later in the program. Our theme this year, out of a mountain of despair, a stone of hope is a phrase from Dr. King's famous, I have a dream speech at the 1963 March on Washington for jobs and freedom. It rings especially true for us this year as it symbolizes victory born from disappointment. It surely has been and still is a long and difficult journey for African-Americans and others to gain true equity in this country. But even in most difficult times like this, we find cause to celebrate another stone of hope in electing our first black, first South Asian, and first female vice president of the United States and Kamala Harris. May she not be the last. And certainly Dr. King was a great example of how one person has the potential to positively impact our country yeah, I see you now. I'm in. and our world. He exemplified the kind of leadership qualities that we might all strive for, for justice for all people, for principles of nonviolence, for equity, empowerment and civility. Throughout his civil rights career, he formed coalitions with other groups facing similar struggles, inspiring millions of people with his courage. He was a man who knew the risk of his actions and he did it anyway. And yes, our work, his work, not yet done. Here at the city of Lansing, we continue Reverend Dr. King's work through the mayor's Racial Justice and Equity Alliance. We're hopeful that together we can make real and lasting change that will make a difference for ourselves and for generations to come. No matter what challenges we face, 
we can choose today to have hope and move forward with courage in our hearts, following Dr. King's great example. As he said, we must walk, walk on in the days ahead with an audacious faith in, in the future. Thank you, and thank you for joining us. Thank you, Director Coleman. Uh, for our invocation today, we are pleased to have Bishop Alfred B. Singleton II, who serves as the senior pastor at Lansing's Bread House International Ministry since 2011. He was born in Detroit, grew up in Los Angeles, and has been in Lansing since 1970. Bishop Singleton graduated from the Lansing School District and pursued both his bachelor's and master's degrees from Michigan State University. Before his current role, he worked for 34 years at General Motors. He has been married for 41 years and has six adult children and 12 grandchildren. He currently chairs the Mayor's Interfaith Advisory Council initiatives and is a member of the Mayor's Racial Justice and Equity Alliance. Um, if you can welcome uh, Bishop Singleton. All right. All right, everybody. I don't know if I should have my camera on here. Yes, please. Okay, I'm trying to turn it on and it, it won't let me because I said this, I can't start until the host disables it. Uh, Go ahead and start and I'll try to get your video set, sir. All right. Well, I just want to uh, uh, thank you uh, for inviting me to, to do the opening prayer. This is a wonderful celebration. And ceremony where we commemorate uh, the, the activity of Martin Luther King. I'm just going to start off with a prayer. Heavenly Father, today we come together to remember the witness of the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. that he left for all of us as he died struggling for equality, justice, and dignity for all mankind in general and African-Americans in particular. We thank you, Father, for allowing his work to uh, encourage us and give us the courage and inspire many to start reform movements and to continue his great work even unto this day. We thank you for allowing us in our time to highlight the, the plight of oppressed people in our society. And we pray that we will always be reminded that we all have been created in your image and that there's an intrinsic uh, dignity in each of us that calls us for uplifting every man woman, young and old. Today, as we navigate through the divisiveness and lawlessness we see in our society, we pray that your Holy Spirit will remind us to never show partiality with regard to nationality, race, ethnicity, or whatever the differences may be that go against your great commandment that we should do unto others as we would like others to do unto us. Help us, Father, as we're guided by your word. Help us to be guided 
by your Holy Spirit to speak truth to power, to live out our lives as witnesses and difference makers to the point that others will see us and we can point others to the ways of justice and we can remove them from the strongholds of enslavement to hatred, ignorance, fear, racism, injustice, or anything else that prevents them from being part of the community of love and respect that we and we know you want for us. We ask that you will allow today's commemoration ceremony to provide us with a spark of courage and determination. We need to follow the example of the late Martin Luther King Jr. as we battle injustice and live out the gospel of love. Help us, Lord, in our day, on our watch, to become the community you want us to be. Grant all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop Singleton. Um, we apologize for the video. Um, now I would like to welcome Mayor Andy Shore, who will be presenting the proclamation for today's event. Well, I can't start my video either, so I'm not sure if there's a setting. But, uh, oh, there we go. That worked. All right. Thank you to uh, Christopher and our IT people. Well, welcome everyone. Um, and thanks for joining us today. As you expect, I, I attend a lot of events on or around uh, the Martin Luther King holiday and, and uh, they're, they're some of my favorite every year. Um, you can always feel the power and passion in the room and it's inspirational to everyone. Um, so like so many other events, you know, we, we needed to continue this this year. It's important. So we're doing it virtually, uh, but I look forward to gathering with you all again in person uh, when we're able and it's safe. Uh, I wanna thank our uh, HRCS, our Human Relations and Community Service folks for, for all their work in organizing another wonderful event for our community. Uh, I'm grateful for all they do for Lansing. Uh, they really do such great work. Um, so thank you. I know we have Kim and Guadalupe here. Uh, several others are actually on WorkShare today, but thank you to, to everyone there. Um, this last year was like, uh, as unlike any other you've ever known on so many levels. We had a global pandemic combined with an economic crisis with uh, racial justice, equity and equality uh, efforts all around the country. Uh, and that really made 2020 a profound year for all of us. Um, we are a community and a nation who've been grieving for those lost and, and we're trying to keep people safe. Uh, that's a kind of a common theme that we've heard throughout 2021. Um, unfortunately, uh, violence and death, it, it's not new. Um, we of course are here today celebrating the life of a man, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who was a victim of gun violence more than a half a century ago. Um, but his death was an attempt to silence his message of equality for all. He had a dream that the, this nation would live out the true meaning of its creed. Uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women are created equal. And because of that dream, he was assassinated. Um, so it's even more appropriate that we celebrate Dr. King and his legacy today especially as we face the reality of violence in our nation's capital. Uh, we saw a mob storming our capital um, in a place where Dr. King called for equality for all. Uh, and we prepare here in Lansing for the possibility of this happening uh, here. 
So we know 2020 was hard and, and 2021 is starting off difficult as well, but we do have to be optimistic for this year and for the future. Um, we have new federal leadership that'll keep us safe um, and that cares about equity in doing it. Uh, here in Lansing, you know, we have significant challenges. We're gonna continue to grow our city, but we need to do that um, the right way. We will rise to the occasion. We'll grow, grow our city economically. We'll grow our city with equity. Um, those who haven't been able to get resources in the past, especially minority-owned businesses and businesses in lower-income areas, uh, they're going to be a priority. We're going to assist our homeless to be safe and housed. Uh, we'll continue to assist our homeless to be safe and housed. We'll work with the health department to get out the vaccine that's so needed for everyone and to show that um, it's safe and necessary to beating this virus, this terrible virus. Uh, as Kim mentioned, we also uh, address many of the areas of our city uh, for racial justice, for inclusion and equity. Uh, I was proud to form the Mayor's Racial Justice and Equity Alliance to evaluate our policies and our practices and our strategies in Lansing and to recommend ways to make them more inclusive. Uh, I'm grateful to Teresa Bingman for leading that effort, along with Police Chief Daryl Green and Kim Coleman, Director of Human Relations and Community Services, and Linda Sanchez-Gazella, our HR Director, and for the incredible efforts, as you've already met, of our newly created Diversity Coordinator, Guadalupe Ayala. Um, they are all leading this incredible effort. I know we've got a few folks on the on this uh, this call or this Zoom that are on that uh, alliance. Uh, Pastor Jones, uh, Bishop Singleton. Um, we really appreciate it. This is important work, uh, but we know it's not going to be done overnight. Uh, we've already taken some steps, both by our police chief and our police department, and by executive order. We're going to continue to to work on this uh, internally and externally with our team and the city and with our neighbors and partners to make sure that Lansing is diverse, inclusive, and equitable. Um, so while 2020 was challenging in ways we'd never expect, expected, you know, our community came together to meet those challenges. Uh, Dr. King's words and his message are still critical. In his I Have a Dream speech, he said, he, uh, he said, out of a mountain of despair, a stone of hope. That quote embodies the last year. We faced many challenges in our country and here in Lansing, um, but we have to come together as a community to face them all. Our work isn't done but we're in this together. Um, so I'm excited to present this proclamation. Um, it's in front of you on the screen uh, and I, I always read the end. So now for now, therefore I, Andy Shore, mayor of city of Lansing by the power vested in me do hereby proclaim January 15th, 2021 as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day in Lansing. Uh, of course, this is separate from uh, next week's Martin Luther King Jr. Day on Monday, but we like to proclaim the day in Lansing as well, in, in recognition of this HRCS annual event. Um, I encourage residents of Lansing to join me in honoring Dr. King by, uh, by preserving and continuing his sacred legacy. And I thank the HRCS department, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity, the Ingham County Bar Association, and the Ingham County Bar Foundation for their partnership this year, as in every other year, in building relationships that make our city a great place to live in peace and harmony. Thanks, Guadalupe. Thank you so much, uh, Mayor Shore. Um, next up, we have a performance by Dimitri Clanton. Uh, Mr. Clanton was born and raised in the Detroit metropolitan area. Um, he is currently a program consultant at the Michigan Public Health Institute. He received his bachelor's in psychology and criminal justice. Uh, shortly after graduating with his bachelor's, he was able to receive his master's in social work. During his graduate and professional career, he was involved in many organizations focusing on inner youth within the Black community. He also provided individual therapy, group therapy, and family therapy. 
In 2020, Mr. Clayton was privileged to be initiated into Kappa Delta Lambda chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, today, he will say a few words after this uh, video performance and he will be singing O Freedom. Please enjoy. for this uh, opportunity uh, today. It means so much to me, but thank you for this opportunity. I think this song just speaks so so much volumes about freedom and about everything that we've been through um, and, and how far we've come. So I just kind of wanted to sing something deep and spiritual and hopefully that hopefully you connected with it, but I do appreciate everyone attending and as well as listening. And I hope them words mean a lot to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Mr. Clayton, for your performance. Um, next up, we have the pleasure to welcome Council President Peter Spatterford, who will be presenting the Council's resolution for today's event. Hello, I'll ask, I'll ask IT to get my video started if they could. That's not me. <laughs> Good afternoon now, and I am so privileged uh, to be here today for the 41st annual celebration of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. We pause today to recognize his legacy and the person, but the work that he started so many years ago must be something that we focus on on a daily basis. 
Um, I want to thank everybody here who's come to be part of this celebration. I want to congratulate the Martin Luther King Citizen Award winners. I'm, I'm sad that we're not able to do this together. I look forward to this event in the City Hall Council Chambers every year. We get together, we're able to break some bread and, and talk and, and, and uh, just have a, a good time uh, being together. But our community is much more than the four walls of City Hall and we are certainly stronger than the virus, which is why I'm so pleased that we were able to pull this event, uh, pull it off in a virtual way as so much of our lives has moved into these virtual spaces, this too. Um, I do ask um, if, I could, if I could take a moment and ask that you please keep our community in your thoughts and prayers um, over the next few days and weeks as we enter uh, a very uh, challenging period of time. Um, the mayor alluded to it. Um, I just want uh, everyone here to, to remember that things are, are not as always uh, desperate as they seem and that there is that hope that we're all uh, looking forward to. Um, this day should be a day of participation where all citizens contribute something positive to their community in keeping with Dr. King's lifelong work toward peace, justice, and equality. And Dr. King is regarded as America's preeminent uh, advocate for nonviolence and one of the greatest nonviolent leaders in the history of our country, using the powers of words and acts of nonviolence to advance for freedom. I think that's something that we should all keep in mind as we continue that long march toward equality. We were, I was uh, just honored to be invited to participate in marches this summer to um, shed light on the inequalities that still exist in our country, to, to remember the names of individuals like George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Trayvon Martin, and so many others that we've lost uh, in the name of inequality and violence. And we are working every day to ensure that Dr. King's legacy uh, lives on and is made real and uh, actualized in equality in our society, which is why I'm so proud to present to you today this tribute uh, voted on uh, unanimously, of course, by the Lansing City Council Monday night, recognizing that the Lansing City Council commends the Human Relations and Community Services Department for this 41st annual memorial observance of Dr. Martin Luther King being held on January 15th, 2021, and encourages all residents of the city of Lansing to share in Dr. King's dream and work toward justice, goodwill, and brotherhood for all people. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, I, I'm so looking forward to the rest of the program. Thank you so much, uh, Council President. Uh, the resolution and the proclamation presented today uh, will be uh, sent to the King Center in Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you. And now I am honored to introduce our keynote speaker, Reverend Dr. Melvin T. Jones. Uh, Reverend Jones came to Lansing, Michigan from the Gerald Baptist Church of Cincinnati, Ohio. As pastor of the Gerald Baptist Church from 1974 to 1984, the congregation grew from a membership of 300 to well over 1,000. Reverend Jones has and continues to be a noted community leader. Some of the roles he has served are as president of the Cincinnati branch of the NAACP, Vice President of the Cincinnati Health Department, Secretary of the Ohio Association of Boards of Health, District Coordinator and Trustee for the Citizens Active to Save Education, Founder and Chairman of the Board of the Martin Luther King Jr. Elementary Academy. Reverend Jones completed his education at Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland, Ohio and Ashland Theological Seminary. 
He's married to uh, Mrs. Sally L. Jones. He is the father of five children, Melvin Jr., Melva, Marvin, Marcus, and Mary Jones. Reverend Jones became a pastor of the Union Missionary Baptist Church in 1985. Over the 36th year he has been in the city of Lansing, uh, Reverend Jones, Jones has served as the chairman of the HRCR, HRCS Advisory Board of, for the city of Lansing, president of the Michigan Baptist State Convention Incorporated, president of the Pastors Conference of Greater Lansing, and president of the Inner City Pastors Alliance of Greater Lansing. Um, he is uh, current, the founder and chairman of GLADE, who uh, is now known as the Action of Greater Lansing. And uh, he currently, Pastor Jones serves as the president for the Greater Lansing Clergy Forum and the co-president of Action of Greater Lansing. And he also is currently a member of the Mayor's Racial Justice and Equity Alliance. Um, please, if we can welcome uh, Pastor Reverend Melvin T. Jones. Uh, thank you and good afternoon. I am muted, I think, and we can hear you. Your video should start in just a moment here. I'll begin even if I can't be seen. Are you able to um, see a uh, like an invite to start video if you can accept? Okay, your video's on. Just turn the um, unmute now, and you're good to go, sir. Okay. Am I heard? Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, to Andy Shore, um, the mayor of the great city of Lansing, to uh, the members of city council, to those that are here and assembled uh, this afternoon in our virtual community, I am honored to speak to you today as we remember uh, the life and the legacy of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. The advent of his voice, uh, the power of his oratory will never be forgotten. The strength of his advocacy and agitation for the poor and disadvantaged, his search for a perfect union, his mountaintop vision of the promised land and his spiritual idealism of a blessed community will always be seared in the bedrock of American culture and civility. His I Have a Dream speech at the Lincoln Memorial on August 28, 1963, the speech from which this year's theme is lifted, yet challenges us to have hope in desperate times. And might I suggest, these are desperate times. Times when 
our very democracy is being threatened. Allow me then to speak briefly from the theme you have chosen out of the mountain of despair, a stone of hope. The theme reminds us not only of our struggle through 2020, but our struggle as a nation since its founding, the sin of slavery and dehumanization, a social, political, and economic cancer has been the architect of American society and culture, leading to the structural demographic of poverty, alienation, and despair in mostly non-white populations. It appears that the rise of political power among people of color has always been met with the rise of white supremacist resistance. It was true after the Emancipation Proclamation before the Civil War. It was true during Reconstruction, a time when Blacks were making progress politically and economically, that the Southern states of the Confederacy the Confederacy rose to uh, challenge that success, establishing barriers with Jim Crow laws and KKK violence, prohibiting the sacred right to vote and the opportunity to fully participate as citizens of equal status in our democracy. It was true in 1920 when Black Americans were succeeding economically in Tulsa, Oklahoma, having established an area fancifully known as Black Wall Street. That white rage took the life of some 300 Black people based on a spurious rumor. And it was true after the election of the first African-American president, Barack Obama, that gave rise to the election of Donald J. Trump and a four-year presidency of overt racism and the rise of right-wing extremism that attempted to overthrow the power of the people by preventing the electoral college to fulfill its duty to certify a legitimately held election. Things are very volatile now, since the People's House in Washington, D.C. has been overrun by insurrectionists at the behest of the President of the United States of America. And certain Republican leaders supporting his rebellion against certification of the election. We remember what happened right here in Michigan when our state house was overrun by homegrown gun-toting, radicalized militias who attempted, who attempted to kidnap Governor Whitmer and hold her hostage to push forward their political agenda. Recently, we have witnessed intimidation in some of our neighborhoods, people randomly walking through, brandishing their guns. And we have been disappointed by 
some white evangelicals who hide behind the citadels of their racial history, who support without shame the cult of presidential bigotry, who cry loud against abortion, but remain silent about the destiny of a child. Nor can we lose sight of the need to reimagine a fair and equitable justice system, one that does not discriminate against people of color, especially black men who are subject to be killed without when uh, they are unarmed, even when saying, I can't breathe. This is the contemporary picture of Dr. King's metaphorical mountain of despair. But I think we must now ask, how can we hew out of this mountain of despair a stone of hope? Dr. King proclaimed on April 3rd, 1968 at the Bishop Charles Mason Temple in Tennessee, while a storm raged outside. He said, I've been to the mountaintop and I've seen the promised land. On August 28th, standing before a crowd of thousands in front of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, DC, he spoke of that hope as a dream. I have a dream, he bellowed in cadence to a crowd that had been brought to the mountaintop with him, caught up in the hope of an America that lived up to its creed, that all men are created equal, the dream articulated in the Pledge of Allegiance, liberty and justice for all, the hope pounding in the bosoms of those who had been enslaved, dehumanized and marginalized that one day they would be free. The Bible talks about a dreamer. His name was Joseph. Joseph was beloved of his father because he was the son of his old age. As a sign of his affection, he made Joseph a coat of many colors, but Joseph's brothers hated him and were envious because their fathers, because of their father's affection and favoritism. One night, Joseph had a dream that he shared with his brothers. He said to them, there we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. The assertion of their servitude, of their servitude uh, infuriated his brothers. But then Joseph had another dream. He dreamed that the sun and the moon and the 11 stars bowed down to him. When his brothers heard this dream, they became so angry at the idea that the entire family might bow down to Joseph that they took the absurdity of his dream to their father, Jacob. 
And after Jacob heard the dreams, he rebuked Joseph for the prophetic indication that the whole family would bow down to him, but kept the matter in mind. On a day that, Joker, that, jo that Jacob had commissioned his sons to feed his flock in Shechem, he sent Joseph on a journey to investigate the well-being of his flock. When his brothers saw him far off, they plotted to take his life, but after consultation decided to profit from the opportunity. They stripped him of his tunic, threw him in a pit, and sold him into slavery. They said another rebuke, we shall see what will become of his dreams. However, despite their treachery, Joseph rose to prominence in Egypt. Despite their hatred and envy, Joseph became their savior during a time of great famine and despair. Despite the lies levied against his character in Potiphar's house, he rose from the disrespected status of a maligned prisoner to become the most trusted and respected leader in the kingdom. Despite all that came against him, he became the standing sheaf of his dreams and the person surrounded by the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars. Joseph became the stone of hope hewed out of the mountain of despair. We are called upon now to be living stones. Despite a pandemic that is killing thousands every day, an economy that has thrown people in the pit of despair, Despite the rise of racial animus and tension, brothers and sisters seething with hatred and envy in our country, we are called to be living stones. Stones that will dream of a new day in America, a day of kindred fellowship among the races of the nation Stones that will build upon the dreams of our ancestors, those who forged the way from antebellum times, laying the foundation of our hope with their blood, their sweat, and their tears. Today, we can choose hope over despair. So let us join hands with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr and take another journey with him to the mountaintop. And if we do, I believe all of us will be able to see the promised land together. There is an old African-American hymn that says, walk together children, don't get weary. Walk together children, don't you get weary. Walk together children, don't you get weary. There's a great camp meaning in the promised land. We're gonna walk and never tire, walk and never tire, walk and never tire. 
there is a great camp meeting in the promised land. May God bless you and keep you. Thank you so much, uh, Reverend Melvin Jones, um, for your inspirational me message and for your continuous, continuous leadership in the community. We truly appreciate you. Thank you. Um, up next, we have the privilege of having uh, Takura Nyampukutsa, a member of the Ingham County Bar Foundation, who along with the Ingham Bar Association have partnered with us throughout the years to make this event possible. Takura practices in state and federal courts throughout Michigan, including handling applet cases at the Michigan Supreme Court and the Michigan Court of Appeals. Before serving his clients as a criminal defense litigator, Takura proudly serves in the, served in the United States Army for 12 years. He's an active, he is very active in numerous professional organizations and he has presented, uh, presented in issues related to criminal defense throughout the state. Takura is also an active in the community volunteering his time at Haven House, Red Lansing Food Bank and YMCA to name a few. Please help me welcome Takura Nyampukutsa. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, good afternoon. I'm honored to represent the Ingham County Bar Foundation at this, the 41st annual Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Day Holiday Program. The Ingham County Bar Foundation was established in 2002 as a 541c3 nonprofit corporation dedicated to improving the legal profession and the community as a whole. The mission of the Ingham County Bar Foundation includes promoting the access to justice and supporting local charitable organizations and events such as this. The Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial that we've seen pictured in photographed in uh, at several points during today's program is located in the West Potomac Park at 1964 Independence Avenue Southwest. Many in the audience know that that address references the year that the Civil Rights Act of 1964 became law. Dr. King's memorial is the first to honor an African-American individual on the National Mall. Those who have visited the memorial know that the centerpiece is a towering sculpture of Dr. King. And as so many others before me have said, there is etched into it the side, a line from Dr. King's 1963, I have a dream speech. With his faith, we will be able to hew out of the mountain a dis of despair, a stone of hope. Doubtless, 2020 was a challenging year for most of America and frankly, the entire planet. We found ourselves gripped by a virus that did not simply disappear like a miracle. Rather, it has killed over 386,000 Americans to date. While people from every race, color, and creed have been affected, COVID-19 has had a disproportionately negative impact on racial and ethnic minorities. Few may recall that 2020 was actually shaping up to be a year of activism before we truly grasped how deadly the virus is. 
For a short while thereafter, protests moved online, except for those that were staged in opposition to the science-backed stay-at-home orders. However, that changed drastically on the 25th of May when Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd by kneeling on Mr. Floyd's neck for an agonizing eight minutes and 46 seconds. In a matter of hours, tens of thousands took to the streets. The protests began first in Minnesota, then they spread to nearly every state in America and ultimately to every continent on the planet except Antarctica. Communities rallied to protest police violence against black Americans and systemic racism more broadly. People of every race, sexual orientation, socioeconomic background came together in an effort to protect the values that our nation was founded on, like justice and equality for all. Indeed, that expression of hope and demand for justice was born out of a moment of despair. I think Dr. King would have been proud. It is tempting to ponder setting aside Dr. King's message of a nonviolent philosophy that strives for freedom, justice, and equality on the heels of a year like 2020, especially after the insurrection that occurred a mere 2.7 miles away from the Dr. King Memorial that we see pictured there uh, just nine days ago. However, it has been said that the man who moves a mountain starts by carrying away small stones. Today and beyond, let us all strive to understand and apply the principles embodied by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. to our own lives, albeit in special ways that are unique to each of us. Dr. King was willing to give his life for what he believed in. However, each of us can make a difference and stand up against injustice without having to make the ultimate sacrifice. If you don't have treasure, share your talents. If you're not inclined to share your talents, give of your time. Let us be people of action, not people of mere words. Also in our dealings with others, let us remember always to raise our words, not our voices. For it is rain that grows flowers and not thunder. Thank you, stay safe and be well. Thank you, Takura and the association and the foundation for the continuous support in making this event possible. Uh, next up, we have the privilege of having two members of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, Kappa Delta Lambda chapter, who have also uh, partnered with us uh, to, uh, throughout the years. And they will be presenting their annual MLK Citizenship Awards. Um, I will welcome Mr. James McCurtis Jr., who serves as a treasurer, and Mr. Jordan Worthen, uh, the co-chair for the MLK Citizenship Awards Committee. Welcome. Thank you, Guadalupe. Mayor Andy Shore, Lansing City Council members, citizens of Lansing and the greater Lansing community. Good afternoon and greetings in the beautiful name of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. 41 years after slavery in 1906, on a cold December 4th day at Cornell University in Ithaca, New York, seven young men founded the first intercollegiate Greek lettered fraternity established for African-American men, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. The fraternity was established to create a greater sense of brotherhood, 
service to the community, leadership, commitment, and scholarship. Great men are members of this, this 113-year-old organization, such as W.B. The Boys, Paul Robeson, Dr. Cornell West, Andrew Young, Adam Clayton Powell Jr., Thurgood Marshall, the newly elected and first black senator from Georgia, Reverend Raphael Warnock, and of course, the drum major of justice, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. As members of our beloved fraternity, these great men and many others effected change in their communities, in the nation and throughout the world. As you can see, the history of Alpha Phi Alpha is the history of the United States of America. These seven young men not only created a fraternity, but a movement. For in a few short years, eight other African-American fraternities and sororities would be formed and heed the call to effect social change in their time. The need today is as great as it was 113 years ago. As you all know, service work is neither easy nor convenient. Dr. Keene did not only make inspirational speeches, but he also marched, he was beaten, and he was jailed, all to change the scope of justice in our country. And that fight to change the scope of justice continues today as many people marched in Lansing and across the nation last year to peacefully protest police brutality and racial injustice, all while shouting, we are done dying. As Dr. King stated, social progress never rolls in on the wheels of inevitability. It comes through the tireless efforts and persistent work of dedicated individuals. Our fraternity was founded in the spirit of youth by young college men. And today, we are here to congratulate the recipients of the 2020 MLK Citizenship Award. This award was given to youths who have made considerable contributions to the community and the civic values we hold. One of the predominant and enduring messages of our fraternity brother, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., was that men and women of all colors, races, and ethnic backgrounds must unite to make this country a better place for us all to live. This goal of living together in peace and harmony can only be achieved when our children learn the importance of the values of brotherhood, sisterhood, tolerance, and good citizenship. We encourage you to exemplify, to continue to exemplify good citizenship and public service here in Lansing and wherever you may go in the future. As we live in a society of constant temptation, bad influences from some peers, some celebrity, some music, the internet, and movies, it gives me and the men of Kappa Delta Lambda Chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated great pleasure to present to you students who are on the right path to success. So ladies and gentlemen, Please join me in welcoming my dear fraternity brother, Jonathan Wharton, who will present to you the recipients of the 2020 MLK Junior Citizenship Award. Thank you, Brother McCurtis.
As mentioned, my name is uh, Jonathan Essex Wharton, and it's my honor to present the awards. Manly deeds, scholarship, and love for all mankind. These are the aims of our fraternity. It became readily clear upon reviewing each of our award recipients' applications that they had met each of these requirements with high marks. For each took upon themselves the task of doing what is hard and experiencing moments of inconvenience and difficulty now to the point of being better young men on the other side of their efforts. Scholarship through exemplary studies and dedication to their education and love for their fellows by seeing real genuine needs in the communities and filling them with earnest and without hesitation. Our fraternity and the entire city of Lansing would like to take the opportunity to honor the future leaders of our community in hopes that they continue to grow and develop with the intention that someday they will be able to invest the very best of their talent, skills, and energies back into their communities in due time. With all that being said, it is my honor and privilege to present the Martin Luther King Jr. Citizenship Award to Mr. James McCurtis III. James. Sorry about that. There was some technical difficulties there. But thank you, Mr. Warren, for that amazing introduction. Um, and thank you for this amazing award. I am deeply humbled to receive this award. I want to thank my parents for instilling me with their values, constantly encouraging me to be the best person I can be, and being my biggest inspiration for helping my community because I see how much they care for their community. I can't wait to even more for my community because in this time, they need it more than ever. Thank you. Thank you, James. And last but certainly not least, it is my utmost privilege and honor to be able to present the Martin Luther King Jr. Citizenship Award to Mr. Benjamin Grant Brown. Benjamin. Uh, thank you, Mr. Wharton. I appreciate the introduction. Um, I just wanted to thank all of you as well as Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity for the opportunity to participate in this event. I'm honored as well to be a recipient of the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Citizenship Award. It means a lot to me and I'm really grateful and privileged that I was in a position last year where I was able to give back to my community in an impactful and positive way. So uh, thank you again and I hope you all have a blessed year. Thank you, Benjamin. Uh, and as I close, uh, on behalf of the Kappa Delta Lambda chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Trinity Incorporated, we would like to express and give a word of thanks to the mayor uh, to the city council and all who came to help us celebrate uh, this memorial of our dear brother, Dr. King. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen, and congratulations, congratulations again to all uh, the both awardees. Uh, and now we have a special uh, spoken word performance by Norlin Michael Allen. Norlin, Norlin Michael Allen is the young man purpose with writing. He is the poet. Uh, Laureate expressing his trauma to heal the hearts of those whose voices have been silenced. Mr. Allen is passionate with portraying authentic images of his culture through film to alter narratives that are incongruent with the livelihood of his heritage. He is royalty of Michigan State University, graduating with degrees in human development and family studies alongside his degrees in arts and humanities in 2019. He's a native of Champaign-Urbana. He is the son of Kimberly Gillespie and a product of the Don Myers Boys and Girls Club. As he is also is a 
prestigious Eagle Scout of Troop 402. He is a man of servitude. He is a promoter of faith. He is unapologetically black. He is authentically uh, prophetic. He is a believer of Christ and a leader in his community. He is also an entrepreneur and the owner of Noir Unde Unde Undefined LLC Media Company. He is an artist and a soon-to-be self-published author. He is an ever-learning Spanish speaker and an advocate for multiculturalism. Mr. Allen may be many things, though uh, his greatest accomplishment is when his uh, discovered truth allows someone to discover theirs. He invites you on a journey of uh, vulnerability to discover why this celebration is not solely a holiday, it is a lifestyle. His life is a reflection of the village who raised him. Uh, his pride comes with knowing that he is everything he has become because of the village who sacrificed. Uh, Nor Michael Allen, please welcome. All right. You're good. Uh, we got a MLK on MLK. Identity confirmed. Yeah, he's uh, preaching to the people. Yeah, we don't want them getting riled up and gaining consciousness again. I 10 4. Yo, hallelujah, Martin Luther. While his skin was never looked at as king. Of saying Coretta took shots like Beretta because they killed her king. Mm. Now his holidays feel more like handouts and hands up and hands out. They still shoot, then hand out new elections. Then we vote, we make a decision, then they abate our decision. We're too civil. Civil war to civil rights and civilians instilled with wars that steal our sight. Peace is war because death is life, but these deaths ain't right. Just right around the corner that ends our life. Then we fight to the finish. I, I mean, no, we fight to our finish. And I'm tired of racing in lines that deny us our witness. When will we be finished? When a White House has a blackout because its lights now diminished? Oh, Dr. King, now someone go get us our reverend because every vote I cast gets trumped with a broken suggestion. So it's easier to digest them when it comes from a credible source and not a, a Twitter expression. But out of a mountain of despair, see, I've been to the mountaintop and through his eyes, his prophetic, I've been to the mountaintop. But then his mountain popped, they mutilated his mountain and now I see drops of his mountain stop, shot on the balcony. Hmm. Just look at the alchemy, emotions flowing right out of me. Blood is flowing out on the street. All we did is march and march. And now we have January trying to peak, but we keep playing peekaboo with morality. And uh, we shall overcome, we shall overcome someday. Home is what you want from me. No, that's dead. Matter of fact, that's better than the person I'm writing for. Subtract his, subtract his life to get white guilt. So what are we really fighting for? Peace or equity? It may be equality. Yeah, we tried to be civil, but we're done offering our gold when all you give us is silver. There is no peace when a piece of our mind is being slaughtered and slivered. Oh, Dr. King, 
but we love to sing Dr. King. But why January 21st is the only time we got a thirst for dreams. See, you had a dream and somehow this dream became our thing, but somehow this dream became a thing. The holy instruction never going to bring peace and prosperity. The pros of pairing me with equity is why elected officials, elected officials never elected me. But I'm on top of this mountain growing excess seeds. So it takes more than your mustard seed of faith to move my dreams. See, I'm planted deep, but we planted king and he planted dreams. So then we planted progression, but we're planet earth divided in sections. See, we're cut deep cesarean sections. See, that cut bleeds, ovarian cancer, that pain's deep, but we're divided in sections and being dissected while Congress just sits in a section. And Dr. King, you died leading our section, the only doctor who ever dreamed of ever cleaning our sections. But oh Lord, forgive me for marching on this unsoftened ground. I'm face down, back, facing the clouds, but it's really a cop in my mind. I just, I just want to think it's a cloud, but I'm done praying for peace, but I'm, I'm praying that I'm not hung for unveiling this sound, the incessant tones of a lynching crowd. See, we got whites crashing the White House. I, I mean, whites crashing the Capitol, but these days it's so hard to distinguish a White House from its capitals. The criteria for becoming a White House, hmm. whenever I see blackout, always use whiteout. See, I'm black, brilliant, bold, and proud, but they keep trying to keep my light out. But love is a lighthouse. Ain't that what we preach these days? March and meet and nonviolence. Ain't that what he preached three ways? See, Martin Luther King Jr. King to the people who love you. You're so empathic, even racist people love you. And so emphatic, even presidents know you. Even through our miseducated history books, they still gotta show you. So what is a trophy that sits in a grave when it's grave not to even know you? Out of a mountain of despair, I've been to the mountaintop, but out of a stone, a stone of hope, I hope your mountain drops. Thank you so much, Norlin, for your powerful presentation and your message to the community. Now I would like to welcome Angela Matthews. Angela Matthews is an alumni of Lansing Community College as well as a recent graduate of Siena Heights University, earning a bachelor's in community human services in August of 2020. She serves on the board of the Lansing Community College and as a board secretary, a member of the Michigan Coalition of Black Leaders, Lansing Juneteenth, senior correspondent for Urban Interest Detroit, host of TCTV and community activist for over 25 years. She's also currently a member of the Mayor's Racial Justice and Equity Alliance, serving as a co-chair of the Arts and Culture Work Group. Please, uh, let's help me welcome uh, Ms. Angela Matthews. Thank you, Guadalupe, for um, the invitation to even be here, as well as working with our group. 
and thank you, the Honorable Mayor uh, Andy Shore, for your bold leadership, um, which is showing through this group that you have walked together from just um, a plethora of community people who have come together to do this work. And so um, there's a quote, I know we've been all quoting ML King. I'd just like to say, he said that all labor that uplifts humanity has dignity and importance and should be undertaken with painstaking excellence. And I can tell you that each and every group under um, what the mayor has commissioned is definitely doing that. And so we wanna get this thing right because things have changed and they're not going to go back um, to being the same. And so things must be done differently in our city to reflect the essence of this city and who we are. So I am asking everyone who is on this line, if you would please complete the survey that will be sent to you so that we can get your input and your feedback because we don't just wanna go on what we think that we know and what we think that should happen in the city of Lansing. We wanna be able to do this um, in excellence. We wanna be able to be strategic with it so that we are hitting the marks. Now it's gonna take, it's not gonna be something that's done overnight. However, with your help and your input, we can be on the right pathway and track into making city, you know, this awesome uh, Lansing, this awesome and wonderful place that it is. And so if you would, you see that on the screen, that's where you can find the survey, as well as there's the website where you can find this particular survey. So we're asking that everyone's on the line, that you as well as send it out to some other people because we want your input. As a matter of fact, we need your input and I am encouraging you strongly um, please, ma'am, please, sir, to do that. We would want to, you know, like I said, we want your input. And so if you have any questions or recommendations, there's also where you can find, you know, MRJEA at LansingMichigan.gov. So thank you so much, um, Guadalupe. Thank you, Mayor, for this initiative, bold leadership. And I'm going to thank each and every person in advance for filling out the survey, getting it in, and then getting other people to fill out the survey as well. Thank you so much, Angela, for your invitation to our community and also for your leadership. I would like to now invite Reverend Ronald T. Embry, advisory board member for the Human Relations and Community Services Department for our closing, our closing remarks. Reverend Embry. Okay, are we all set? Yes. Okay, I'd like to say um, good afternoon to everyone. I am indeed honored to be a part of this celebration today. I'd like to say to the fine organizations that sponsored this wonderful event, the Ingham County Bar Association and Foundation, the Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity, and I'd like to congratulate the recipients of the uh, awards today, and to our host, Ms. Guadalupe Alera. Also to my fellow clergyman, Bishop Alfred P. Singleton, and our guest speaker, Reverend Dr. Melvin T. Jones, for such a wonderful and timely message for today as our guest speaker. To the members of the Lansing City Council, the council president, 
Peter Spetafor, and to my fellow advisory board members. And last but not least, to the great citizens of this great city that I have lived in all my life and that I call home and that I love, to the citizens of the city of Lansing. Over the years, we have marched, we've asked, we've prayed, and we've kneeled for peace, equality, and equity through many movements and actions as a community and a nation. What the world witnessed last week was the reality of the struggle and the cancer that still exists in America. On Wednesday, January the 6th of 2021, the world watched as the rioters, thugs, and domestic terrorists attacked our nation's Capitol building. This had not happened since the invading British Army burned the Capitol building on August 24th of 1814. But the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. had a dream that called for an end to the racism in the United States of America. He stated it was a time to break the silence when he condemned the, de the deployment of young black men to Southeast Asia to guarantee liberties for them, which they could not find in Southwest Georgia or East Harlem. During his speech concerning the other America, he advocated for economic and social equality for all. Dr. Martin Luther King later described two Americas to highlight the inequities between white America and the rest of America. As the movement started focusing on the fight, fight for economic equality, Dr. King declared, our God is marching on. Today, we are still in the struggle for racial, social, and economic equality. Dr. King said that he'd been to the mountaintop. And as if he could foresee the future, he said, we've got some difficult days ahead. It's almost like he can look back and see what has taken place over these last four years. Keep in mind that Dr. King emphasized the importance of unity and nonviolent protests in the fight for justice, no matter how painful the struggle may be. If Dr. King could see the events of the recent past, I believe that he would ask the question that Mark, uh, uh, Marvin Gaye penned a song about what's going on. In my closing, I believe that if each of us will commit to doing the right thing for the right reason, as we continue in the legacy of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., we as a nation shall overcome. On the behalf of 
the members of the Human Relations and Community Services Board. God bless you and may heaven always smile upon you. Thank you so much, uh, Reverend Embry, uh, for your closing remarks and for your message. Again, thank you to all the speakers, performers, um, awardees today, and special thank you again to the city's IT department and City TV for making this event happen virtually and for um, an, a huge thank you to all for joining us today uh, virtually. Please uh, have a great rest of your day, stay well. For our grand finale, we have um, a, another video from Mr. Dimitri Clanton uh, singing, We Shall Overcome. Thank you again and have a great afternoon. We shall overcome. We shall overcome, we shall overcome, someday, oh deep in my heart, I do believe, we shall overcome, someday, we'll walk hand in hand. We'll walk hand in hand. Someday.